welcome to another episode of the Bumper to Bumper Plates podcast. I'm Rob Veltri, and this is the fitness podcast where I talk about one topic while sitting in traffic on my drive home from work. Yet again, another lovely day in the Belt Parkway, not moving all that much, so it's time to start recording. Uh, today's episode, we are going to talk about functional fitness. Um, not necessarily what exactly functional fitness is, but mostly like the, 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 the trend that's become of it and the, how it's become so, somewhat of a buzzword on social media and how also the definition of it's a little bit muddled as well. Uh, it's, it's something that I think is important to talk about because sometimes coaches or trainers will just label things as not functional and leave it at that when that doesn't really make that much sense a lot of the time. So I'll get into what exactly I mean by that and what exactly functional is in terms of training and fitness. Okay. So uh, to, to, to get this started, functional fitness, like I said, has become a bit of a buzzword, um, and the definition is pretty is pretty subjective most of the time. Uh, so people tend to use it kind of however they want. Um, like I said, sometimes coaches will look at something and they that they don't like and just label it and say like, oh, that's not functional, and leave it at that. Um, however, if you look up the definition of it. Uh, you're going to find different answers. If you just Google functional fitness definition, you're probably going to find different answers. Um, I wrote down the, the Wikipedia definition of functional training and most of the, most of the definitions kind of are similar to it. And that is a classification of exercise, which trains the body for activities performed in daily life. All right. That is a very bland and broad definition. And when you think of it like that, most exercises are functional when you think of it like that way, right? So most exercises fall in the, uh, into that category at some point. Now, I think the phrase has gotten, has grown in popularity over the years. I think uh, CrossFit helped, helped that phrase gain popularity. I'm not saying that's the only thing that's done it, but it's definitely helped boost the, the, the term functional fitness because they were um, not the first ones, but one of the first ones to be like, Hey, what we're doing is functional. It's more functional than, you know, what you would, what bodybuilders do in the gym. Uh, it's more, it is more specific to daily life. Um, I remember specifically seeing one of the CrossFit people. I don't know if it was Dave Castro or one of the top people. I don't remember, but somebody who was high up in CrossFit say something like, um, (laughs) you're not going to bicep curl your baby, which is funny to think about because like, you know, if you're going to pick up your baby, yeah, you're not going to bicep curl your baby. But at the same time, like you're using your biceps to hold the baby. Think about holding a baby. If you've ever held one before, you know, if, as, when you hold them upright, your biceps are doing a lot of work. So it's a stupid quote to, to prove that like, oh, hey, you shouldn't do bicep curls in the gym because they're not functional. Uh, again, it's the, the, the words become as run rampant and people say things like that without actually having it be challenged and they think it makes sense when in reality it doesn't really make all that much sense at all. Uh, that's pretty much saying that, oh, you should do more deadlifts and you should do less bicep curls. And it's like, well, not exactly. That's <laughs> not exactly how it works. Um, also rehab, the rehab people kind of have, have, have helped that grow in popularity as well. Uh, so it's, it's, again, there has been a lot of it's a, it's a, it's an interesting topic to talk about because it can go in a lot of different directions. But uh, again, I'm going to say what, what is not, what's functional fitness, not talking about. And then like what can be functional or not functional, right? So functional fitness is not using BOSU, not doing exercises on a BOSU ball. Okay. Standing on a BOSU ball and doing an exercise does not automatically make it functional. Just because you are adding a level of instability to your exercise does not automatically make it more functional. Again, um, I, I, you know, 
I've seen a lot of people use use BOSU balls, and they, they, they can be useful, but like standing on a BOSU ball and doing, and then, and by the way, let me just uh, clarify, if you don't know what a BOSU ball is, think about those big exercise balls that are, you know, bouncy, the big like uh, you know, Swiss balls or yoga balls, uh, cut in half with a flat end. So it's got the flat bottom and then the rounded ball at the top. That's a BOSU ball. Um, so that the, standing on that and then doing an exercise does not automatically make it functional. I've seen people say, well, you know, if you're standing on a, if you're doing these exercises while standing on a BOSU ball, it's going to help you carry over uh, because it's going to help you with your balance and then it'll help you perform better while standing on flat ground. That argument doesn't make any sense at all because you don't ever, if you want to go down the functional way, um, you don't ever do things on a, an unstable, bouncy surface, right? Unless you don't work on a trampoline, okay? You don't work on you know, a, a bouncy surface. You don't live or do activities on a bouncy surface. You do it on a flat surface. So if by definition, functional fitness means it's, it's going to help you with daily life, then a BOSU ball makes no sense. Okay. But again, people will use it and say, Hey, this is more functional because it, I don't know, <laughs> it's safer. There's less load on your spine. That's a lot of, a lot of the things that the functional people will say as well. Um, it's also not body weight only exercises or unilateral lower body upper uh, exercises only or free weight exercises only. So going over that, right? You, what I mean is a lot of the times the functional, uh, functional fitness people will say, oh, you shouldn't do bilateral squatting. You shouldn't do bilateral deadlifting because the load is going to be too high and it's going to put an unsafe load on your spine. It's going to stress your spine too much. So that's not, um, you know, and if you want to be functional, you should be doing it on a, on one leg because a, a single leg stance is more functional to daily life. Again, I, I, by, I'm sorry, but by the end of this episode, I'm going to be sick of saying functional and you're probably going to be sick of hearing it, but you know, it's all over the place. So I'm sick of it anyway. Uh, but again, just because it's on one leg does not necessarily make it more specific to daily life. It, it's not how that works. It's just a, it's a way for people to cop to get out of loading their spine and stressing their spine, which, you know, if you're familiar with exercise, stress is a good thing, right? You want to stress your body. You want your body to adapt to that stress and become stronger. That is what exercise is all about. Um, but so yeah, extra, so functional fitness is not unilateral, only lower body exercises. That's again, just another way that people avoid going up, uh, up in weight or doing anything like that. And then it's also not only free weights, meaning it's not only barbells, dumbbells, or kettlebells. A lot, again, a lot of the times people will point to machine-based exercises and say, oh, it's not functional because it takes away all the stability, um, or it takes away most of the stability. And, you know, in real life, you're not going to be on a fixed machine doing certain exercises. While that specific sentence is not wrong, it also doesn't make any sense in terms of fitness, right? Because if you want to get certain muscles stronger, then guess what? The, the removal of stability is going to allow you to push more weight or pull more weight or move more weight in general, which is going to help you get stronger. So machines can absolutely be functional, right? It's, it's, not, it's not a black and white yes or no thing, okay? Because the definition is not clear and functional is a subjective term. Um, it could, it could vary for different people. All right. So functional fitness, like I said, it's, it's, it's going to be dependent on the individual, on their goals, their abilities, the, on their lifestyle. Okay. It depends like, you know, you can't just give them a certain amount of exercises and say, here, here are the most functional exercises in the world for everybody. That's not how it works. Okay. Uh, exercises alone are not functional. Okay. The exercises by themselves do not make for functional fitness, all right? It's the adaptations that come from the exercise that help us function. 
So for example, if you want to take something like a split squat, a split squat alone is not more functional than a bilateral squat. That's not what's happening here. Okay, but, but if you do more split squats, then yeah, you're going to be stronger in a staggered stance split position, which some people can make the, the argument that that's more specific to daily life because a lot of the times, you know, us as humans, we are walking one foot at a time, doing things one foot at a time. Um, that does not, but that doesn't mean that split squats are more functional. It just means that, Hey, you're going to be stronger in a split position. Great. You should also do bilateral squats to get your legs stronger overall in general, because having more strength is going to be specific or is going to be functional as well. So again, going back to the machines really quick, machines can absolutely be functional too. All right. It depends on what the goal is. So a lot of the times, like I said, the function, functional fitness people will say, oh, well, you know, if you take away stability, if you take away the stability aspect of the exercise, then it's not functional because in real life you have to stabilize yourself constantly. Again, that's true. But just because that's the case in real life does not mean that every single exercise you do should have you should have to force you know, yourself to do more stability exercises. So if you want to do single leg exercises, they don't always have to be you know, unsupported. You can support yourself so that you can move more weight and get stronger in that pattern and get those muscles stronger so that you know, it'll carry over to, to daily life. Okay, strength, gaining strength in certain movement patterns, whether it's supported by a machine or not, is still going to carry over to your day-to-day -day life. Okay, so all these exercises that people claim are not functional, like like bicep curls, like machine-based exercises, maybe even like barbell exercises. Um, that, just because you don't do things with a barbell in real life does not mean that it's dysfunctional in the gym. All right, there's no such thing as adding strength on top of dysfunction because strength, adding strength in general, is going to help you function better. All right, so I, you know, it's a common thing I've seen amongst functional fitness coaches that they say, oh, you don't want to add strength to dysfunctions, which again, I'm not even sure what that means to be totally honest with you, but. I do know that gaining strength is going to help you function no matter what. So in my opinion, as long as you're doing it wisely and, you know, following a progression and, you know, progressively getting heavier or making things more challenging for yourself, then that strength is going to be functional regardless. So any exercise can be functional, any exercise, right? So the, the, the strength on top of dysfunction really comes from like mobility issues. So I, I could do a whole other, a whole episode on, you know, mobility and things like that. But just to put it this way, if somebody has mobility issues, that doesn't mean they can't load certain exercises, right? If they have a shorter range of motion due to their mobility, that doesn't mean that they, you, you scratch the exercise altogether and say, oh, we don't want to add strength on top of dysfunction. It's not how it works. If they have mobility issues, they can work on mobility issues, but also get themselves stronger within that movement pattern. So just quick example, like if you have hip mobility issues, you could still squat on two legs and, you know, split stance or one leg, you can still do that and also work on those issues if they are causing you to have pain or if they are hindering your ability to squat. So for example, like, you know, real quick, like if you, if you can't hit depth full squat because of a hip mobility issue, then yeah, you should work on that because you want to be able to squat as deep as possible in order to get the benefits from actually squatting. I'm not saying that, you know, you're going to hurt yourself if you don't have great hip mobility. That's not, you know, that's not the case, but the case is if you want to squat better, yeah, you got to have good hip mobility. So you should improve your hip mobility if you want to improve your squat pattern. All right. So overall, um, you know, the whole functional fitness thing has just become this crazy trend in the, on, on social media and in the fitness world that people have or struggle, people struggle to, 
to really define it. And it's gotten to the point where there are now like certifications that have functional thrown in there. And trust me, I, I, I have one of those. I have a certi- I'm a certified functional strength coach if you want to get super into it, which is you know Mike Boyle's certification, which I'm not trashing it by any means. I actually think it's a great certification. It teaches a lot of, um, it's one of the few coaching certifications that I know of that actually has you test your coaching ability. Like if you go to get it, I'm, and I'm not, this is not me fucking advertising for it, excuse my language, but um, the, this is, it's one of the few t- uh, coaching certifications that actually has you show up in person and coach the people who are teaching you so that you can prove that you know how to coach it. All right, so, so take away the whole functional aspect of it. It's, it's, a, it's a certification that proves that you actually can coach. Um, besides that, though, there are other certifications that have the word functional thrown in there that people buy into because, oh, well, it's a functional certification. Um, but again, uh, overall, it's a very broad term. So I hope I didn't confuse you too much with the whole functional fitness thing, but to kind of start to wrap this up a little bit, um, functional fitness is a buzzword, okay? I'm not gonna say it's a scam, but it's definitely a buzzword to get people more focused on uh, mobility and technique and you know minimalist fitness, meaning you know less machines and more uh, doing exercises on the ground and on one leg. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not, but what I don't like is the labeling of certain exercises or machines or styles of training as quote unquote dysfunctional or not functional because that doesn't really mean anything. All right, if somebody wants to train like a bodybuilder, let them train like a bodybuilder. Like you have that option. I'm not gonna tell you how to train. You know, um, if it helps you get bigger, if it helps you get stronger, and if it helps you look better and feel better, then guess what? That's that's pretty functional if you ask me, right? Uh, if it, it, it's, that's gonna help you perform in daily life, then it's gonna be functional. So to, to, to go based off of that definition of functional fitness, which is you know a classification of exercises which train the body for activities performed in daily life, then that, that can cover literally anything. So don't get fooled by, you know, but don't get fooled by the people who are selling you stuff as always. I feel like most, a lot of episodes have come back to this, but it is true. Don't get fooled by the people who are trying to sell you their certifications or, or something like that because they're throwing the word functional around when they're telling you that, oh, these exercises will cause injury because they're less functional. It, it, no, it doesn't work that way, okay? Do the exercises, be smart with your exercise choice. Make it make sense for your goals, okay? If it doesn't make sense for your goals, don't do it, right? And as always, progress yourself slowly slowly add more weight or slowly make the exercise more challenging or doing more reps or whatever it is and you'll make progress all right functional or not all right don't be afraid of machines don't be afraid of cables don't be afraid of any of these any of this stuff you can make any you can make a good fitness program out of anything that you're given all right you just have to understand how to do certain exercises and how to make the most of your situation having said that though i'm going to wrap it up okay um thanks for listening i've made it 1.6 miles today that's right about that's been right about our average on most of these uh, episodes but yeah so thanks for listening guys i appreciate it functional fitness kind of dumb but they have they have their good parts so try to be think about it critically think about it when you see it it might be they might be trying to sell you something as always but yeah thanks for listening guys and i'll uh, see you next week